Bailey's has had amazing run and it continues to be a very popular after-dinner liqueur with lots of converts. But the backstory to Bailey's is just as interesting as one of the stories that typically comes up around conversations based on drinks. And that is the first post in today's episode. No purist could have invented Bailey's. It went against the moral fiber. Only a couple of agency guys feverishly cracking a product brief for a client could have concocted this back in 1973. It went on to become an essential after-dinner tipple in hallowed circles. But it wasn't always this way. In 2007, Diageo announced that it had sold its billionth bottle of Bailey's Irish cream liqueur. But the start or the journey was nowhere as smooth as the way it went down throats. Would anyone have thought of adding cream to Irish whiskey, for example? And when the wild concoction did not work, they added sugar and of all things, chocolate to make it palatable. Then, with no backup plan, they presented it to the client. As it went round the room, some of those present winced at the taste. There was the sharp accentuation of the whiskey that came through between the smoothness of the cream and the hint of chocolate. It's a fascinating stop-start-stop journey of a client willing to bet a considerable amount of money on manufacturing and marketing what was clearly an unfamiliar entrant to the liqueur market. But it paid off in ways that neither the client nor the agency could ever have predicted when it shot to instant fame and fortune in Australia where it was loved at first sip. And shops would put up signs saying it'll be here in a week and people knew exactly what was being referred to. Within a few years, they had a huge number of competitors. But by then, this Irish cream was galloping into the record books. And we've all heard about the proverb, don't judge a book by its cover. And, uh, but that seems to be the only way that one can make out whether a book is worth reading, apart from the jacket or the first few chapters. The second post in today's episode, don't judge, doesn't work. The old proverb may work as a metaphor, but not in actual practice. We all judge movies and books by their covers. How else are you supposed to make a decision? By reading the reviews or scanning a chapter or taking a look at the sales figures and deciding that if it is a bestseller, it must be good. As it stands, it's hard to rise to the top of the world today in any channel, whether it's social media or a bookshelf in a store. Kindle has completely changed the experience because you see the cover and then look inside to see if the cover promise holds true within the first few pages. Movie titles are an even trickier proposition. How will you decide to spend the next couple of hours on a movie if the title and blurb describing the film are not attractive enough? Netflix has found that if people don't settle down to a film within the first couple of minutes after a login, they'll probably wander away to do something else. So it has found other ways to keep viewers engaged. The trailer or a sequence from the film plays as soon as they click the home button. Book displays, however, can't be as dynamic or engaging. So the cover has got to do all the work and a book has a much higher commitment for most people. 
at least a few hours spread over weeks if not more that's why covers is so important the reality is that we judge every books movies and music by the covers that appear before us and finally there was a new class of employee who appeared after or as a result of the pandemic the digital nomad of people living and working at different destinations across the world the final post in this episode do you dream of being a digital nomad remote work has caught on since the pandemic began people speak of staying in picturesque locations and having a better quality of life a few of them have taken the plunge and explored not just another city or country but how do you decide which is the best city to operate from the same time zone a great climate around the year political stability high dollar value conversions how exactly can you find out all this without putting in the time and research that's where nomad list found its business model it calls itself a community of digital nomads and they have over 30000 members already from what the site claims when you first land up at the site it looks like a holiday destination but the conditions it flags off are different each city is rated on the cost of living how good the internet connectivity is the fun factor and safety that's a good set of basic parameters to build on it looks like they use the existing nomads in the community to profile the cities and it's a long scroll to the bottom the business model is coming into view offering remote hires for companies is already part of the page design so is the opportunity for cities to boost their profiles and promote themselves as destinations for digital these guys are among the first i've seen and it seems like another unicorn in the making every week i'll plant a few ideas in your mind on branding behavior and markets triggers for your thoughts spread the word to your friends All you have to do is click the link and enter an email address. And yes, um, I'm most interested in knowing what you're interested in and what are the subjects you'd like me to cover as well. Thank you as always for listening.